This is Indian Noir. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 9 of Fear FM. To get to the slum called Karipur, which was located in the outskirts of the city, one had to travel for an hour and a half on winding roads that exited the hustle and bustle of the city, cut through farmlands, and then a forest that was more sinister than any of the nature sounds on your meditation app would have led you to believe. Narakarinya, they call it, Ekdaji said. Ekdaji had been a great companion for Prakash, as they drove to Karipur to see the commune of dark magic practitioners who Prakash's father might have engaged with to awaken the Dakin. She was full of stories about the myths that were prevalent about the places they journeyed through. The very gates of hell are meant to be hidden in the bowels of this forest, Ekdaji said. Prakash was not surprised. It was midday, but the foliage of the forest seemed to spew darkness muting the radiance of the sun with malevolent intent. They crossed the bridge over the river Kanti, on the banks of which lay the sprawling slum of Karipur, a dismal town made up of crumbling mud huts and asbestos sheets black as coal and rotting palm leaves. The soil and the air in the place reeked of despair. They drove past it and turned right into a dirt road that cut through a forested area. A man with a machete hanging from his belt stood in the middle of the road, chewing pan. He raised his hand and asked them to stop. Prakash braked and looked at Ekdaji with concern. He is harmless, Ekta said with a smile. When the man peeked in through the side window, where she was seated, Ekta said, What is it, Bidu? You don't recognize your friends anymore. Bidu smiled and spat out a thick red glob of saliva. What rubbish are you talking about, Mem Sahib? Biru knows every ant that passes through here. My memory is my asset. Ekta patted him on the shoulder. This is my relative. We are here to see Druman Baba. Hello, Sahib, Biru said with a big smile, which exposed his pan-stained teeth that badly needed the attention of a dentist. Prakash waved nervously. Go ahead, Bidu said. Prakash gulped. Then he slowly put his foot down on the accelerator as they drove down the path, the tyres crunching the gravel and disturbing the peace of the surrounding woods. The road ended in front of a large rocky outcrop that had been carved with human hands to create shallow caves. 
he could see the faint glow of lamps from within some of the caves. Prakash parked the car under an enormous tree, covered in creepers. Everything about this place radiated an otherworldly quality. Ekhtaji exited the car and walked determinedly into one of the caves. Prakash gripped the steering wheel tight and watched her for a few moments before willing courage into his body and following her. He shouldn't have been surprised that Ekhtaji knew these places and kept in touch with practitioners of dark arts. She was, after all, a famous advisor on matters that concerned paranormal phenomenon. He had heard of the stories. She had manifested strong abilities as a medium from a very young age, that she had a powerful connection to the place beyond this illusory existence. Cut through the veil of Maya and the kingdom of the dead has dominion. Sometimes people like Ekhtarji got the keys to the portals that led to these places. Sometimes people like her got to peek through the keyhole. At other times they would open a portal and see what dwelt on the other side, only to send back that which had come through to the world of the living. The dark end was here. She needed to be sent back. By the time Prakash got out of the car and walked into the cave and reached the sanctum of Druman Baba, Ekhtaji was deep in conversation with him. An enormous man with a grey beard that nearly touched the floor and dreadlocks that fell off his shoulders like snakes. He was a sight to behold. Dressed in black, he was seared in ash and red kumkum powder. This is the sun you talk of, he said, looking at Prakash. Ekta turned around and smiled at Prakash. Prakash said namaste and nodded. Your father approached one of my students to awaken the Dagin. He gave her a bundle of money, which he claimed was his life savings, and begged for the vilest of dark souls that we had harvested from the innards of Nadakaranya. Baba drank a white liquid from a brass pot, and it spilled from his lips and cascaded down his beard. Truman Baba didn't bother to wipe it. The forest? Prakash asked. The forest is a strange place. People travel in there to commit suicide. Sometimes the mob bury their hapless victims in there. Restless and vengeful spirits wander its dark shadows. We harvest them to enhance our powers, to do our bidding. It is mostly harmless. I'm sorry, but I can't see what is harmless about that, Prakash said. I don't expect you to understand. Baba scoffed. Prakash shifted uncomfortably. Sometimes the forest spits out something so evil 
that it should never be harnessed for its powers. Unfortunately, my student did the exact thing that I had warned her not to engage in. She awakened the Dagen to satisfy her greed for the money your father threw at her and send it your way. Ekta sighed. Prakash ran both his palms down his face. He felt sick. How can we stop it? Prakash asked, his voice cracking in the process. You must eliminate the darkness that calls to it. And when it is enraged by the absence of the power source, it will come for you. Then you must strike at its weak spot. Darkness? Weak spot? Prakash was confused. Every spirit that manifests in our plane will have a form. Ekta tells me you see an old woman. Yes? Baba said. Yes, Prakash said. That spirit was killed by an ailment in its neck. This much my student knew from her dealings with it. You will see a big rotting grey pustule on its form. You must attack that spot with all the fury you can muster. Prakash was thoroughly confused. He looked to Ekta for guidance. Ekta gave him a nod. He took that as a sign of assurance that something good might come out of all of this. What happened to my father? And where is that awful woman, your student, who brought this curse on my family? Baba took another drink. He then ran his fingers through his beard, combing it downwards. Sadness crept into his eyes. You really want to know 